welcome to Euphoria, a podcast where we look back on the great, glam and garish of Eurovision past. My name is Isabel Chilman and I'm joined as ever by my own personal Waterloo. Aww. Because I know that my fate is to be with you <laughs> on this podcast forever. It's Roland Bodnum. Hello world. Hello Euro fans. <laughs> Ooh. How are you all? My headphones just fell off when oh, you did blimey. that. Oh, Careful, they're expensive. Okay. They're not. Oh, they are. I didn't buy them. They're expensive, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't buy them. Uh, hi. Hi, Isabel. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Right, it's mate. another sunny week in the UK. Yeah, it's good in London, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not... hot today. Yeah, it was really hot today. Do you, are you happy to be back where we are right now? Oh, shit. This is a real blast from the past, it's isn't it? a bit old school. Isabel's cooked me dinner. Yeah. And we are here in her kitchen. Lovely stuff. Where we recorded our fourth ever episode and then several from then on. Uh, we've got a cat jumping around our feet. We've got Pats. Patsy. Have we done it? Have we done a podcast with Pats Patsy, before? Patsy Fatsy. Um, maybe we did one, but it was while she still had to be shut in my bedroom. Oh yeah, I think so. I think I remember. Yeah. We didn't know each other that well then. We weren't that familiar with each other. We're very. You and fam- Patsy. Yeah, we're very familiar with each other now. Yeah, she's got so fast. <laughs> she's put on a little bit of weight, but we've worked out why she's been having two dinners. Chubsy, chubsy, uh, bubsy. <laughs> Patsy, if you make too much noise, I'm going to put you in the bedroom. Oh, if you hear noise in the background, it's Pats having a having a something. Uh, Roland, can I interest you in in a lovely uh, glass of? Uh, us, us. <laughs> what have you bought? It's called evidence oh shit hard evidence <laughs> it's it's french i'm not as good at you as you no it's about right. i'm too lazy to go find sassy bottles From but i can find women. good um good good bottle names no evidence is we very good emotion uh, now emotion. we've got evidence <laughs> it sounds like a swedish uh heavy metal band oh yes great yeah i will thank you very much i'm only gonna have one because i'm driving and we all like to be legal i'll have a small one always be legal guys uh what you been doing as well while i open this bottle i i have yeah oh yesterday yeah. my street had a street party shut up and it was adorable like a real and proper one from like the 50s yeah like there was do. bunting up, shut up there was tables there was games for the kids loads of booze oh my god um someone from five points brewery who lives on our street donated a whole keg of beer Fuck, which is amazing perfect um and going down me and my husband went down and thought oh we'll stay for a little bit we'll see what it's like end up staying for like seven hours of getting absolutely battered with I, our new friends and it was amazing i was sat with loads of my neighbors i'd never met before and we have a now have a whatsapp group which is full of i mean i'm the only english person in there i think we've got german oh. austrian a couple of french girls uh an italian lad oh. we've got i think there are a couple of english people i put other english people in there though but it was fantastic it was this beautiful mix of european loveliness and oh. everyone was just so on board with each other in terms of um, political views and stuff as well having to do with being left wing and Brexit and post Brexit bloody Britain Sound and all that kind of stuff but it was just oh, it was wonderful my street is a beautiful wonderful place sounds like a right proper European Union oh <laughs> there we go just open it yeah. there we go oh. <laughs> that was rubbish oh. uh, I mean oh it's popped off <laughs> One of the worst bottle uh, yep. openings. Give it a good glug then, Where's please. the, uh, where's the, where's this the, one. Bad glug as well. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this wine. <laughs> oh, evidence. Oh, evidence. Evidence of a shit wine. <laughs> yeah, give me a glass and I'll do a cheers right into the mic. Okay, that'll make up for <laughs> this it. This is a one person cheers. Cheers. 
that was a bad cheers too. What's wrong? Oh, well, well, we're... We've also, um, just in the last hour, we've managed to have a weird Twitter dispute with someone, haven't we? Oh, it's yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. apparently we followed someone and then we unfollowed them, but neither of us have any knowledge of unfollowing them because no. I don't think I've ever... Un- well, we've unfollowed a few people, but, but not, like for not a like systematically, like, yeah. not recently either. No. Unfollowed no. someone on Twitter. Then he tweeted us saying that we were following people and then unfollowing uh, just to get followed follows. And, which is so, I mean, <sighs> come on. We don't, I don't do that. No. We're too lazy we're on too social pissed, media. Yeah, we like got too much to do. We're t- well, well, I was we going to say lazy. <laughs> yeah, like lazy. we're just t- we we can't be bothered with that kind of stuff. There's online. no strategy there. We don't do it. And then I fucked up by saying he tweeted in Spanish and actually he's Portuguese. And uh, then he got mad and he blocked us. So we've blocked. So if <laughs> if you happen to be listening, Rogerio, or any friends of Rogerio, genuinely sorry like a my it's just my english ignorance of saying spanish when i don't think he was angry at that but well no that can't have helped though i I totally understand him to be mad about that but um but we didn't yeah we didn't we don't know what what happened mate but also you do do tweet in portuguese and i don't speak portuguese so it doesn't really matter that we it's all right we all love each other really we like eurovision maybe if you see someone bad mouthing us just let them know just let them know we're good guys (laughs) we're all right like hey they're good eggs they're all right isabel's got some foreign mates she does (laughs) i'm sure i do too i like i like wines from europe we've got foreign mates we do have foreign mates (laughs) love it Uh, Um, you know what we do have though no. We do have some Eurovision news. Do we really? Yes. Good As work. of today, I found a great article. A little sleuth. Um, titled. This isn't an exclusive, is it? Seven hours ago. Oh. What are the stars of Eurovision 2017 up to over the summer? Oh, brilliant. What are they up to? It's the question on everyone's lips. I have seen one and it, you might be about to mention it, so I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, this is money, very mundane. Oh, okay. um, this is great, though. So Svala from Iceland. I mean, it's basically just taking things off their Instagram. Okay, good. Svala from Iceland um, has been at a photo shoot. Brilliant, good. Good um, for Svala. Francesco from Italy boo, boo. has been um, touring around Europe. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Um, oh, Isaiah, Isaiah's gone back to Australia. He's yeah. recording some new music. Yeah, okay. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Um, Lavina from Germany. You're happy to hear she's gone to Mallorca. Oh, have a little break. Lovely. Um, And the wonderful Romanian yodeler. Yeah. Disneyland Paris. Oh, of course. She put a little post looking for a prince. Isn't she funny? Give it a yodel and maybe you'll come. Uh, Manel from Spain. He's been at a wedding. Okay, yeah, good. Singing or? solemn in the photo. No, just a friend's wedding. It's really nice. Okay. Um, Estonia's quite... uh, He's got a newborn baby. Oh, newborn baby. Newborn baby, yeah. So that's what everyone's up to. I saw... I'm going to add to that. (laughs) And I saw a picture on Instagram of Slavko in a very skimpy speedo. I know, I haven't seen that. (laughs) Yeah, just get on Slavko. I mean, (sighs) most of Slavko's pictures are in a very skimpy something, but just... Just uh, mm. buy a lake in a in a, what can only be described as a, a banana hammock or Good a. Good for Slavko, <laughs> living his best life. Living his best life. Robbed. Robbed. He was robbed. <laughs> Absolutely robbed. Disgraceful. Uh, um, well, that's great. That's good news. Isn't it good, good news? news? Good Eurovision news. Good news, good everyone. News everyone involved. Nice little update. We've also got a little bit of any other business. Okay, cool. Good. So we have a lovely email oh. from Danielle who says, Hello, I just caught up on all the episodes and love 
love it. Good. Thanks, Danielle. Could you tell Rogerio on Twitter? Yeah, just, he, we're all right. We're okay, guys. He has blocked us. So <laughs> we can, he, I don't, he's very mad. He's very mad to us. We so can't, we fine. can't. Um, <laughs> Danielle says, nothing much to say, but here is a picture of a cat of mine. It's a very cute cat. You've started something, Isabel. Well, we've had two, two <laughs> pictures of cats, but I will also tweet this picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we had the lovely Luna from Reggie. Yeah. My cat Patsy, he's, well, she's here and she's behaving. Patch she's down by the wires yeah. right yeah. now. Uh, and now Danielle's cat, she doesn't put the cat's name. Oh. Never mind. But I'll tweet a picture of her lovely cat. Good. Danielle, tell us the cat's name. Yeah. Um, and also she puts, P.S., Swedish phrase you can try <gasps> to decide yourself. brilliant. Excellent. You ready? I'm, oh, yeah, I'm ready. To shit in the blue locker. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't give it, she doesn't tell what to say, what, what it no, is. No, we have to work it out. Fuck. Uh, oh, she's, Jesus. Come on, she's, she's Swedish. This is, a, uh, this is a Scandinavian mystery. I'm panicking. Yeah, it is. It's Scandinavian. It's like the killing. The bridge, the killing. Yeah. Uh, to shit in a blue locker. To shit in the blue a bl- locker. A blue locker. What's a blue locker? A fridge? Uh, is it like? Is it like to shit on your own doorstep? Like you know, like to like don't don't shit where you eat. Don't. Yeah, like a blue locker. Like you'd have it. Like a hot, like doctors um, have. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like a medical thing. Don't shit where you're gonna have an operation because <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that's worse than shit where you eat. I'd rather eat shit. I feel like it's probably the same, but maybe it means blue locker means something different. Like fridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd like a name for I'd like a blue locker. Yeah, just go. Where's the where's the meat in the blue locker? Ooh. Ooh. To shit. Yeah, we're guessing. Okay, official don't sh- guess. Don't shit where you eat. Don't shit where you eat. Yeah, let us know, Daniel. Like, don't do bad stuff. Does does don't shit where you eat translate? No, I mean, it does it only apply to like don't sleep with someone who you're close to, or is it? <laughs> Is that just in my head? Yeah, and no, I think that's the only time anyone uses that phrase. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it just means like don't like it's well same thing for when when you know like kids if kids in this neighbourhood started graffiti in the walls uh, of their own yeah, houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like don't, what are you doing, mate? Shit where you eat. Go go graffiti on someone else's neighbourhood. Yeah. Well, don't don't do that. <laughs> that's anywhere. the lesson, Isabel. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're saying that. Let us that's know if we're correct or or don't. Yeah, <laughs> or don't ever talk to us again. <laughs> Block us like Rogerio did. It's totally fine. Jesus. Well, anyway, if you want to let us know if that is correct or not, um, or you have another phrase or that cat. you can give us, or a cat that you or can anything, show us, advice. Just have a little chat. Yeah. Tell us how to deal with people on Twitter because we <laughs> need social media advice, actually. <laughs> um, you can email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Oh. Or you can get in contact with us. Or you can block us on Twitter. <laughs> you can block us on Twitter. Add us, then block us. At uh, EuphoriaCast. At EuphoriaCast, yeah. Block, yeah, add us, then block us. No, uh, add us, argue with us, then block yeah, us. Yeah, for an hour, over an hour, and then it's all just, over. Just an hour. So adds a it bit all of happens in an hour. That's great. <laughs> cool. We're never going to forget that. Have you got any other business? No. No. I don't think so. Cool. All no. right, we'll start then. Shall we do it? Yay! Okay, Excellent. it's my story. Good, good, good. My week. My story. Okay. Okay. So we previously mm. discussed Riverdance. Yes. Which is known as the, uh, you know, worldwide as the greatest ever Eurovision interval, interval. performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. But today <gasps> I'm going to talk about another almost as good Eurovision interval performance. Uh, okay. Okay. So let me take you back to Paris oh. in the 1920s. Oh, not what I was expecting. Not where I was expecting years ago. When Elizabeth Liza Beresford was born. The daughter of successful English novelist J.D. Beresford, mm. Liza was surrounded by literary greats her entire life. Her godparents were 
get this. Yeah. I ain't got any godparents. Yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah. get this, yeah, yeah. what lies has got. Yeah. Poet laureate and father of method actor Daniel Cecil Day-Lewis. Uh, wow, okay. Right. Yeah. That's just number Good one. Good start. Good start. Acclaimed short story writer Walter Delamere. Right, yeah. Yeah, Excellent. equally, yeah. you know. Uh, and children's author Eleanor Fargion, who wrote the hymn Morning Has Broken. If you have a child, can you just name people to be godparents? Just even name like, them. Like, if I have a child, can I just be like... And Mark Zuckerberg, you're the godparent, <laughs> and now you can. have now you have a godchild. Because at least they could put that on their yeah. Wikipedia yeah. page when they're older. Yeah, and you go and you you have a godchild, Mark. I mean, Mark, come you're on, you're not taking responsibility. You've got that much money, and you're not you're taking no response. And then start dissing him in the press. <laughs> block him on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, ask yeah. him to be godparent. Get angry that he doesn't do it, and <laughs> then an block hour. him on Twitter within an hour. It's fine. <laughs> Um, we're over it we're over it it's totally fine. fine I don't hold grudges it's alright um, and her father's friends included H.G. Wells George oh, Bernard fuck. Shaw and D.H. Lawrence that's quite a network of, of pals isn't it so this is why I fail to shed a tear mm. of um, of sympathy after the next sentence uh, even though she was born into a family with many literary connections she uh, she worked as a journalist but struggled for success <laughs> Did you, Liza? I can... Did you? I'm familiar with a lot of people who have mm. who have a lot of money and a lot of connections mm. and struggle with success because they go, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, the job doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. Mm. Liza. Yeah, that one... I mean, she didn't write that, but someone else did about her and I kept it in because I rolled my eyes to the back of my skull when I read yeah. it. Anyone whose fathers include H.G. Wells and George Bernard Shaw... Um, and their godfather was Cecil Day-Lewis. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. And you, know, right. you know what? To be fair to her, she tried it. It might not have been her calling. Like, just because yeah, she just has those there's people... Yeah, just because so many writers around her. Doesn't mean doesn't she mean should she be, to be a writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, if my prediction is correct, I think we'll find out. She may have another Ooh. calling. <laughs> another calling. <laughs> I mean, we've got to get to Eurovision somehow. <laughs> we do. Okay. Beresford started working as a ghostwriter, specialising in writing speeches before training as a journalist, uh, and was soon writing radio, film, and television columns. I mean, she was doing all wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When was she born? 1920s. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <funny. laughs> uh, she went on to marry BBC tennis commentator and broadcaster Max Robertson mm-hmm. in 1949, and the couple had two children together. Brilliant. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely stuff. One Boxing Day in the 1960s, Liza took her young children for a walk on Wimbledon Common in London, where her daughter Kate mispronounced it as Wombledon Common. <gasps> on getting home, Beresford wrote down the idea of the Wombles, <laughs> a group of fairy creatures who live on the common, whose aim is to help the environment by collecting and recycling rubbish in creative ways. You have been taking me in all sorts of directions <laughs> with this episode. I tried to. I knew that when I was yeah. writing it. I wanted it to confuse you. I thought for a minute you were talking about Liza Minnelli. <laughs> If there was a way to link Liza Minnelli to Eurovision, I will goddamn find it. But that was why I was like, when was she born? And I was like, is she nearly 100 now? She's not nearly 100 now. Oh my God. Oh my God, if Liza Minnelli was nearly 100 and still in Arrested Development falling over all the time. uh, Okay, well, I'm not, but I'm not disappointed because it's gone somewhere else now and I'm I'm intrigued. It's gone down a womble route. Ah, yeah, Yeah. okay, okay. So, um, 
obviously for those I'm presuming that there's not everyone in the world is going to know what a womble is no so uh, yes for those of you who are not knowledgeable on all things wombles because they are very english pastime oh god they are very english wombles are essentially burrowing animals mm-hmm, <laughs> that mm-hmm. have uh, retractable claws like cats <laughs> i didn't realize i had that <laughs> i didn't know they had retract yes that sounds quite yeah, that's more animalistic than I was thinking. They're animals. I know, but... Um, but as uh, they they mostly live in long-established burrows, they rarely use these for digging. <laughs> it's like they're real. Oh, I've got so much more. Don't worry, just wait. <laughs> Wombles are described in the books as short, fat and furry and pictured as bear-like creatures with pointy snouts like those of raccoons and between three and five feet in height. What? Making them only slightly smaller than adult humans. Wait, What? Mm-hmm. I thought they were like mouse sized. No, sometimes they were portrayed as being knee height in other um, different mediums yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. But generally, um, they oh. were initially, yeah, they are only, I mean, I'm five foot tall, so they're my height, basically. Oh. A big womble is the same height as me. Little... In fact, I've only just realised that. Making them only slightly smaller than adult humans. <laughs> I'm an adult human. You're That's not, not right. fair. No, not officially. Not officially. Now, I'm a womble. Okay, Isabel, <sighs> she's, yeah, she's still a child. She's still a womble height. <laughs> not quite an adult height. human. <laughs> uh, wombles are herbivores and are very fond of mushrooms. Ah. They eat a variety of plants, fungi and tree products that human beings cannot or will not eat. Including, so this is some of their um, delicacies. Daisy buns, acorn juice, fur cone souffle, elm bark casserole, and grass bread sandwiches. This is, we've gone deep. We've gone deep, Womble. This is like deep, when, oh yeah. yeah, this is like in Star Trek, there's like a whole thing of like Klingon language, right? This is like, we're, we're Womble, we're Womble deep. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that's amazing. Yeah, they'll 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 change this menu as well, depending on um the the food that's left behind in the common by the humans as well. So they'll eat any old shit that's left behind. They'll eat, but they mainly eat from nature. This okay. they recycle everything. They no, don't like there to be they rubbish. Do, yeah, they yeah. clear out the rubbish. I think that's a beautiful thing. All wombles are strong swimmers. <laughs> what? No, and they're not. Even, and can even survive for long periods in ice cold water. Wombles we have. How, a- <laughs> how do we know this? Because this is fact that's been really? written about the Womble. But it, what, what, what episode? I want to know what like episode happened, or not episode? What event happened that a Womble was in an icy cold water? There's Wombles that live in lakes. What? Yeah. My whole world has turned upside down. I mean, Wombles also have a sixth sense, which allows them to see (laughs) dead dead people, green spaces, and wildlife. No, they seek out nature. Nature. I think that would have been an excellent episode. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Jesus. (laughs) Wombles are very careful to keep their existence secret from human beings. Fearing that discovery... Sorry, I've scored you for now. Fearing that discovery of their existence will lead to the great Womble hunt. Gee, well, you fucked them then. Terrible. (laughs) You produced a podcast about... (laughs) Soz guys. Soz Wombles. For the most part, adult human beings rarely take notice of them or fail to distinguish them from humans, but have occasionally broken this... um, The Wombles have occasionally broken this secrecy to get humans to listen to their make good use of bad rubbish, please. Yeah, like like on TV and that. Yeah, you see him going, hey, human, clean up your shit. Exactly. This is one of my favourite bits. Okay, I'll listen. This is where I really have an affinity with Wombles. <laughs> okay. 
Wombles generally have a low opinion of other animal species, <laughs> though they are never unkind to them. They have a poor opinion of humans in general. Wow. <laughs> though there are exceptions. Wombles are judgy. Oh, super judgy. <laughs> they're, they're grumpy little sods. Um, there are exceptions to their poor, you know, poor view of humans. Yeah. Um, royalty, for example. Really? They love the queen. So they're monarchists. Yeah, they love the queen. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also have a respect for human literature. The Wimbledon Wombles oh. maintain a large library of books left behind by humans on the common. Oh. And um, Great Uncle Bulgaria, who we'll learn a bit more about in a bit, is very fond of reading The Times. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's better than, you know, better than some of them that could have been left there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not 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 the best. He's but not a male fan, which is fine. He's not a male fan. He doesn't read The Sun. Rather The Guardian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll get I mean, to maybe in modern times. Yeah, time. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just start um, leaving loads of Guardians <laughs> on Wimbledon Common. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the Wombles, honest, Gov. <laughs> They'll find him one day. Many characters were based on Berryford's family, and they were often named around places, uh, after places around the world. So some included um, Great Uncle Bulgaria, yeah. who is the oldest and wisest of the Wimbledon mm. Wombles. Uh, he was based on Berryford's father-in-law, and he terrifies the younger Wombles uh. with his stern manner, uh, particularly his habit of glaring at them through two pairs of spectacles. <laughs> but he's actually very kind. Okay. And by the final book, he's over 300 years old. Wow, that's an old Womble. Yeah, they're like tortoises. Still only five feet, though. 300 really? years old. 300 years old. That's he's the oldest. Nearly as old as Liza Minnelli. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Liza! <laughs> Don't you badmouth Liza. Oh, no, I'm never going to badmouth Liza. Love her. Yeah. Um, there's also Orinoco. A shirker who loves sleep and food, styled on Berryford's teenage son, oh, of course, yeah. and named after the river in South America. Brilliant. Uh, though slothful by nature, Orinoco is capable of some surprising acts of moral and physical courage. Orinoco is a brilliant name for a hipster baby. Ah, oh my God, there must be so many. Ori- oh my God, I walked past someone I- earlier and they were talking, it was a teenage girl, two teenage girls, and they were talking about their friend who was called Infinity. Oh no, what have you done? God damn it. I think that, that that's the one, like, millennials get a lot of stick. And uh, a lot of it, you and I would both agree as well, is unwarranted. Yeah. I think baby names, millennials are not, bad. they're not good really at. bad. Well, they're saying that. I'm probably going to call my first child on Orinoco now. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Orin, for yeah. sure. Orin works for sure. There's also Tomsk, an athletic womble with a rather low IQ, <laughs> named after the city, uh, the city Tomsk in Russia. Um, he's extremely keen on golf and plays on the London Scottish Golf Club course, ah. situated on the common. And he's the largest of the womble. Who's he based on? Doesn't say. Um, Kept it secret. Yeah, because he's... Stupid. stupid yeah a bit, stupid a, a, a one guess, yeah, yeah i don't know that one uh, the wombles motto make good use of bad rubbish and their passion for recycling was a reflection of the growing environmental movement of the 1970s mm. but it was still far ahead of its time and captured the imagination of children who began to organize womble clearing up groups oh of course encourage people to tidy up the neighborhood oh, as well it? as being a good story it Lovely. did good for the world and from Berenford's books um, came a BBC TV series yep. characterised by actor Bernard Cribbins' voices mm. and the work of uh, animator Ivor Wood. That was in the good old days where a whole TV animation was voiced by one person. One human only. <laughs> like um, Count Duckula. David, did David Jason just do all the voices Serious? Didn't did, he? I don't know. He definitely did. Well, he was Count Duckula <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. definitely the big fat yeah. one that went, Hello, Ducky, 
paid before, that was him as before well. the actors unions you'd have to do everything you just wouldn't be allowed to <laughs> <one> <laughs> just like hours in the studio just like <laughs> i've got no voice left this character talks like this because <laughs> he can't talk any other way um the popularity of the Wombles grew, and within 10 years, Beresford had wrote more than 20 Wombles books, translated into more than 40 languages, and there were another 30 television um, films, like short films, a Wombles stage show, one of, version of which ran in the West End. I keep, I keep getting excited because I keep forgetting that we're doing a Eurovision podcast. We haven't even and, got there yet. And then remembering and realising that at some point... Wombles and Eurovision are going to collide, collide. <laughs> and, and something wonderful is going to happen. I'm, I, I'm something Wombledon. Something Wombleful. One Wombleful. Wombleful. Songwriter and producer Mike Batt wrote the series theme tune, ah. but negotiated the musical rights to the characters in place of the traditional composer's fee. That's a good idea. Great idea. Yeah, he saw something good there. In an effort to promote the Wombles' first single... He had his mother make him a Womble costume, which he wore for most of the working week. <laughs> like one week or like like for like several weeks for the year, just like most Monday, oh, Friday. So I just read that as like one week. No, I read that as Monday, I Friday. I feel like he wore that Monday to Friday forever. <laughs> Even when he yeah, was like no, right. turned up to write the Bond theme. Why are you dressed like that? Yeah. Uh, Wombles, isn't it? I've <laughs> just decided I'm promo- promoting Womble. the single, aren't I? Yeah. To us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I didn't think about that. Sounds like he's oh, having Mike. a breakdown. Oh, dear, Mike, okay. Uh, made debut- by his mum as well, sorry. <laughs> made by his mum. Like, it's not a great costume to turn up to work in. Oh, Mike, poor love. He's all right. He's fine. Their debut single, The Womble Theme, was a number four hit in the UK. That's pretty good. Uh, and after the, after their first chart hit, Mike went on to perform and produce a number of successful novelty singles as yeah. the Wombles in the 1970s, yeah. including Remember You're a Womble, yeah. Keep on Wombling, and <laughs> Super Wombling. I only know that I only know Remember You're, remember you're a Womble. Remember You're a Womble. Wombling free. Something like that. I've I've combined, remember, yeah. I think you've combined two yeah, of them. Yeah, keep, yeah. What's keep on wombling and super wombling? One, I want one to be like really emotional, like a like beautiful piano. <laughs> keep <on> wombling, <laughs> though your heart is dark. <laughs> though your heart is dark. Those wombles had dark, dark hearts. Uh, the wombles amassed eight top 40 singles Fuck. in the UK and reached number 55 in the US Billboard Hot 100 chart. They were awarded the Music Week Award for Top Singles Band of 1974. <laughs> the 70s as well. There's a lot of good music in the Fucking 70s. Hell. One of those 10 years was the the Wombles. They did good that year. We can't talk though. We've had the crazy frog in our decades. Oh, so, Christ, yeah. Yeah. And reissues of the Wombles music in the late 90s and early noughties Shit. also charted, extending their number of UK chart hits to 13. <sighs> Fucking hell, man. But despite fortune and fame throughout the globe, everyone involved, mm. the greatest achievement was yet to come. Well, yeah, we haven't got there. We haven't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Everyone's greatest achievement. Soon after the release of Remember You're a Womble, yeah. their smash hit, yeah. second single, yes. the BBC commissioned them to perform as the interval act for the 1974 yes. contest. Yes, yes. that's genius. That is absolute <laughs> genius. The, the 1974. Okay, so this was pre... It's not like uh, Riverdance had happened and then the Beeb went, you know what we're going to Oh, we do? can do Wombles. <laughs> no, it was way so pre. this is pre. Yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's good to know. But when the interval act was still a bit odd. Yeah. 
But that's really odd. Like that's pretty someone. But it, they didn't. They, it, they didn't really care because it was the year. The reason it was held in so it was nineteen seventy four. It was yeah. held in Brighton. The reason why because it was one of the ones that we just took on. Yeah. Because Luxembourg had won in yeah. both seventy two and seventy three, and they were going to bankrupt themselves yeah. if they yeah. hosted it again. <laughs> so I think the UK were just like. We'll, we'll, right, we'll have it we'll do it in Brighton we'll have the Wombles <laughs> yeah, it'll got, be a great laugh we've got no musical reputa- uh, reputation to uphold right we're ah. just like we'll put the Wombles on ah, totally fine <laughs> welcome to England hey. <laughs> here's the Wombles lovely uh, stuff good good for them good for them um, no, you don't. Mm. it's alright host Katie Boyle introduce y- them in one of the most cut glass English accents you've ever heard <laughs> Jeez, it's a bit painful actually <laughs> uh and and then follow the Wombles and their act. Uh, so it showed them they weren't live in the studio, unfortunately, mm. which I think is a bit of a cop out. Oh, that would but have it been It showed amazing. the Wombles um, starting their journey uh, at the Royal Pavilion in in Brighton, singing the Wombles theme tune, <laughs> then sailing a speedboat across the coast of Brighton Beach, uh, singing "Remember You're a Womble" <laughs> alongside a ch- choir of children. <laughs> in the speedboat, the that children were the children in the speedboat. I don't think that's safe. Would they have? Like, I mean, it was the seventies. There wasn't much health and safety back then. Yes, yeah, so it was all. Yeah, it's a bit odd. I mean, we'll watch a bit of it now. It's very funny. Can I? Say, uh, can I say I have a? You, have you heard of? I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to precursor me saying the next words with "I am not one." But have you heard of furries? Yes. Yeah, I'm not one. Good. Yeah, no, no. I'm not one. Yeah. But I have always had a slight obs- obsession with like mascots and people dressed. <laughs> it sounds bad. And it's not furries because furries is a sexual thing. I've never been attracted in a sexual way. It's just it's funny, right? It's funny. Like you're at a sports game and there's a man in a costume. It's funny. Like I find it funny. <laughs> I, f- I find it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the Wombles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't need to do anything then. You got yourself very uncomfortable. I was, what, yeah, no. Um, yeah, okay. Let's we'll watch it now. <laughs> Moving on so from we can my... listen to the. Let's just get. Let's just get away from your fairies. <laughs> no, I'm not one. I'm not one. I prefaced it with fairy that. little thing, aren't you? Oh. Um, watch this now. <laughs> okay, let's listen. Isn't it good? The 70s were a weird time. I know, right? <laughs> Aren't you glad we were born in the 80s? All the children look very depressed. <laughs> like, the whole, the whole thing's... Like, their costumes are a bit, like... Like, saggy and not, <laughs> not quite right. Not, no one's put in a lot of effort, have they? It's all very grey. I feel like the 70s in general is quite grey. Children in the 70s. Like, that's the thing. If you speak to our parents, though, who were children in the 70s, they'll get very upset if you say that. Yeah, my no. parents loved the they 70s. They were like, oh, the 70s are grey. It's like, whatever. Every, like, all the BBC archive footage. Maybe of- if you were a teenager, it was amazing. Yeah, I think yeah, as a yeah. kid... All yeah, all footage of children in the seventies yeah. just looks like they're having the worst time. They're sat, they've got a little bit of dirt on their forehead. Oh, they're such mucky kids. And they talk like that, and they go, "Yes, 
When I live in London, <laughs> I you, I play football on the street, <laughs> but we have to use mum's turkey carcass. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is the exact 70s. That is the 70s and welcome to the and 70s And they're always wearing like kind of manky duffel coats. That's why this did so well. This was entertainment back then. Oh, <laughs> it, this was... What five, Lovely maybe six full-grown men in costumes, literally weird, just slightly moist outfits, walking around Brighton. Mm. <laughs> that's the video. That was. We're the not video. slagging off the Wombles. That's come on. That's the interval video. Let's though. not slag off. The that's wombles. not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know there's like is. there was a time before River Dance when the interval act wasn't like amazing. Yeah, but that's something. Do you want to? Um, I mean, not that I want to back up your point any longer, yeah. but um, just just a little reminder if you haven't added it all up in your brain already. The year that we put the Wombles as our interval act at Eurovision was the year that ABBA won with Waterloo. Yeah, see. Yeah, so one of the greatest pop songs ever made what? and greatest pop bands ever created, and we had the Wombles. Well, to be fair, they are both iconic. Like, the Wombles, probably not beyond uh, the UK. <laughs> she driving you mad? No, she's not driving me mad. We just have to let people know that if you. It's hear... a cat playing with tin foil on the floor. It's that's fine. the noise in the background. Yeah, she's having explained. a great time. Yeah, I'm not going to stop her. She's living no. her own life. She's an independent woman, you... and also she's fat, so she needs the exercise. Right? <laughs> she just need the exercise. So she's sorry really about the noise. Yeah, but that's fine. We'll let, we're not going to stop her. She Good for again. you, Patsy. She's you, off. You go, Pat. <laughs> you go, Pat. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, both are iconic and in very, very different ways. So the clip ended um, with Orinoco arriving actually in the hall at the Brighton Pavilion uh, with huge applause from the audience, presenting um, Katie Boyle with a flower <laughs> and holding a sign that said, vote for Wombles. Oh, but no. just Orinoco, not the five or six of them. No, just Orinoco went in. Fair enough. Lovely. I would have thought he would have been Lovely too lazy. Chap. No, he was up for the. He was up for, for it. For that, yeah, give it a bit take of style. Yeah, take a Being flower. Nice, oh, do. they are nice, those Wombles, yeah. aren't they? Beresford and her family moved to Alderney in the Channel Islands um, and she went on to write a variety of adventure and mystery books for children and was made a member of the Order of the British Empire for her Fuck. services to children's literature in the 1998 New Year's Honours. Beresford passed away from heart failure aged 84 on December 24th, 2010. Oh. And as for the Wombles? Yeah. Well, they're still overground, underground, oh, wombling free. Yay! I never knew the Wombles had anything to do with Eurovision. Yeah, did a little performance, didn't they? Oh, Lovely. bless their faces. Keeping things clean. Always keeping everything tidy. With the Wombles. <laughs> keeping things clean with the Wombles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you up, sure you've only had half a glass of red wine? <laughs> it's just the, the evidence. People in costumes. Gets me every time. No, Stop it. I'm not. It's okay, not a, let's move. Let's just move on to the next. Oh, I was going to end the show. No, we've got another bit. Yeah, we do. Got Don't forget about me. Fucking hell. We've All not right. cancelled it yet. Not after last week. Nearly, but not quite. Oh, that was a shocking. <laughs> show. Oh, right, I, I mean, I've got. This yeah, week. yeah. Well, after I the... don't expect respond day civil play no, every week, I know, I know. but I don't ever want to hear that anything as bad as last week's again. I know, I know. Um, well, so after the atrocity of last week that's definitely your biggest fall oh yeah race. oh my god yeah that's yeah. like i don't think i'd get bigger really no. um i decided to go back to a theme that actually 
it's fairly commonplace in, in Eurovision, but um, I haven't covered that much really because I've done so I've done the political song and I've done the sort of romance song or the like breakup song or whatever else but I've not done really the uh, romance song that could be interpreted as a political song this is a song and if I was uh, this is me as a Eurovision entry um, describing the song but you can interpret the song as how you want this is a song about the end of a relationship and the residual feelings left over. Are you ready? Always. This is a song called Friend or Foe. Let the dust hit the ground. Let the world turn around. We part new star. It's over. Got your wish of cutting ties So why do I still hear your lies? You're gone but you're not leaving This is not the truce we made Do you not remember? And I know all the games you play It's time to get better It's time to get better are you my friend? Are you my foe? Feels like sometimes I never know You use me up, now I'm all through You tore off one, now you're made two Well friend, before you have to go There's one more thing you have to know There's no more trying to make amends When I'm your foe, I'm not your friend You made your choice You took my voice My war paint's on, I'm after you For all the things you chose to do There's only one way this can end Now time's run out, let's not pretend definitely a song about a relationship between two people that's over not about any sort of political goings on in europe or wider no no i think no i think that's absolutely acceptable for eurovision <laughs> okay but it, i mean it is about brexit uh okay well now it's not now you've <laughs> fucked it we have to write a new one fuck shit subtle subtle let's be subtle. subtlety roland i'd be terrible in front time, of the press mate. they'd ask me one question i'd be like oh I admit, it's brexit bloody theresa may isn't she loving Junker. Oh. Um, no, it's not. No, it's about a relationship. <laughs> um, so I liked it. Okay. I think it was it was perfectly enjoyable. I think I played it safe. You played it very safe. So I. It was nice. Yeah. I it was know. perfectly nice. 
there was bits of it that were very um say yeah 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 yeah, yeah you're nodding i know yeah. i didn't copy it but i realized again one of them ones yeah I it was in your through, it's like Bum, bum, yeah, bum, 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 yeah. Bum. yeah, yeah, yeah. You went a bit Spain. The metaphor wasn't bad. Good metaphor. Right. And actually, I should be a lot more positive because fuck me, it was a million times better than last week's. So <laughs> yeah, good for you, buddy. could have been like that. Well done. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. I think that's a fair judgment. I, I'm happy with the metaphor. Sometimes I get the, the, the musical bit brilliant. Sometimes I get the, I'm not saying uh, the lyrics bit are brilliant, but like the lyrics bit is pretty strong. Uh, in terms of the metaphor and he and like it's only really magic when they both come together mm-hmm. and you get you get a man oh man mm. or a uh, whatever else i can't remember rsvp rsvp Ooh, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh go on then let's give it a score yeah, at least make me feel better than last week all right no, i'm gonna be real generous mm. wait eight Eight, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't take I was that. I gonna back. go set. No, let go. Go wheat. Eight. Wheat. That's it. It's down on record. That's All right. Eight we'll give it a wheat. That's me being generous. Yeah, no, I think that's okay. No, that's I think fine. it's that's it's fine. a very charming song. Yeah, okay. I think well, you do quite well you, on that. Thank you very much. Good work, um, mate. If uh, on that note, actually, if anyone's wondering, if anyone has had the urge to hear back uh, to any yeah. of our songs uh, without having to go through and listen to a podcast or find it in a podcast, we have actually just uploaded ten of our most what would you how would you describe them memorable songs. Mm. impactful mm. <laughs> songs affecting affecting songs mm. uh to youtube we're now on they're youtube not all good they're not all good but i like it's a bit like when you could get those um uh those jelly beans and some of them taste like shit <laughs> great yeah or did you ever play that like part party game that was like those chocolate bullets oh yeah and one of them was for the chilies yeah yeah we once played that at my mum and dad's mate's house um janet and alan yeah and we ate the whole thing yeah and no, no one, one got no one got the chili. And we were like, "What the hell? Like that's bizarre." Because it was meant to be the hottest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it was meant to. And it turns out Alan had had it like first go, <laughs> and, and just, just did, no, he just didn't say anything. He just thought it'd be funny to just sit there, just painted it out, and just let the game oh continue. God. And was like, "Yeah, I ate it first time. Didn't want to ruin the game." Because <laughs> that like, would be shit if it, yeah. Alan. Oh. Well, yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, if you want to play Russian roulette, yeah. uh, go on t- uh, to YouTube and search Euphoria Podcast. And there's uh, 10 of our songs and there's also a playlist that you can play and click shuffle yeah. and then listen on shuffle to 10 of our most, as we say, affecting songs. Some great ones, Man Oh Man. Maybe you'll get a Man Oh Man. Some not so great ones. Maybe you'll get a Festival Fun Fun. Yeah, and you'll have nightmares mm. and you won't sleep again for Are the next Are you only going to put those 10 up? It's a good base to build on is what I'm thinking. I think Adam... Put them Ad- all up. I felt good about putting them 10 up. I was like, yeah, there's 10 solid songs if i put no, all but of... well, i want to listen to all of them again oh yeah all right maybe and I'll... then skip through the bad ones yeah okay you want but it, you want it to be your choice my <laughs> option you don't get to choose what i do with my life roland oh, i know i do i just get to listen to what happens afterwards uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah put them all up mate Go all on. right okay well, we'll put them all up as we say euro for a podcast on youtube have a little listen give a comment if you like yeah definitely yeah give us a comment and if you do have a song that you want to send us yes been asking we'll put for that goddamn forever yeah. we'll put it up we'll well, put, we don't, we, if you don't want us with to your permission that, we'll put obviously. that on our youtube channel as well and post as it out. mentioned well, our little incentive now is if anyone yep. sends in a oh, yeah. song we will draw anyone who enters yeah. will draw you a picture of yeah. your, your eurovision favorite whoever eurovision you want act. and at the end of the season 
any if you if whoever the winner is, yeah. there might only be one entry. The best. But and that it might just be Roland. Yes. The best song from this season will receive a goodie bag. Prize fund. Prize fund. Yeah. Which we've been adding to week on week. Yeah. It's so far we have a photo of me in a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, we have a Eurovision annual that Roland donated. Yep. We have a um little um portable USB speaker. Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker. speaker. Yeah. We have a Michelle McManus um workout DVD. Yes. Unused. This um, week. And this week I'm adding to Ooh. it the necklace <gasps> I wore at our Fuck. live Eurovision night this year while dressed as Verka. And no doubt covered in Isabel sweat. Absolutely. You could claim me if you I just you could lick it. That's a good necklace. That's a good prize. Good work, you. Thanks, mate. So yeah, if you Well actually we have heard rumour that songs are being written. Maybe not songs, song are are being written. So if you're thinking about it and you want to get in there first to get those bonus points. Do you think we need to change this in terms of like they're allowed to so I think it's the making the music that everyone's struggling with. I wouldn't be able to do it. Nope. No? I do it every week. Yeah, but I don't know how you do it every week. <laughs> Nobody does. I've got five. Uh, Can they use one of your back- background tracks? If we get halfway through, and no one's entered, and no one's entered, but we need to give people warning. I will start offering backing tracks. Not yet. Let's wait till we're halfway through because I think them. I th- I've got a feeling there's a couple on the way. Um, and if you could please rate, review, and subscribe on um iTunes, I'd very much appreciate it. We yeah, haven't had one it. since Steve, and I want one. Right, we're gonna end the podcast now in the same way. We end the podcast every week. Okay. Roland. Yes. Would you rather Mm. wear a Womble costume at work for a week or spend an entire day picking up rubbish off Wimbledon Common while singing Remember You're a Womble? I mean, I would definitely wear a a Womble costume at work for a whole week and probably beyond. I would love a Womble costume. I'm going to wear a Womble costume at work. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to think what a fine, fine Womble that Womble boy is. And I'm going to... Womble boy! I'm going to love it. Good. Going to New York, New York oh, next no, week. I just remembered about your fairy stuff. No, it's you not a sex thing. It, I didn't get off on it. It's not a sex thing. <laughs> It'll bloody love wearing that sweaty, stinky womble suit. <laughs> Give me a hug. Ooh, oh, on that note, I think we should go. I've ruined the podcast. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, goodbye. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.